We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. The duly elected Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, just suspended the Canadian Constitution and imposed martial law in the country, suspending bank accounts and confiscating the assets of anybody who has supported these truckers who are just fighting for freedom. The question for you is this, can it and will it happen here in the United States? I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Thanks so much for listening in. I'm very grateful to all of you who are loyal supporters of this show, both on the radio and in the podcast version. Very grateful. Thank you so much. Today's topic is the trucker convoy again, the freedom convoy in Canada. Now, to be candid, I was going to shift over and do a different topic today. I have a great story to share with you with, with regard to education and more proof that our educational establishment, our teachers, our schools are essentially lost. Um, we'll get into that perhaps tomorrow. But I, I really think I need to cover this convoy story again because since we last talked, since you last listened to an episode of The Rebellion, you know that Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, has implemented martial law. And that's not an exaggeration. Just yesterday, Justin Trudeau took to the airwaves to make an official proclamation to tell all of the Canadian citizens that their civil rights are immediately suspended and that the Emergency Act, that's the name for it in Canada, it's essentially an Emergency Powers Act. The Emergency Act has been implemented and this is an act that has never been enforced. It has never been implemented in the history of Canada. During 9-11, they did not do this. When they were burning churches down last year, they did not do this. When Black Lives Matter was shutting down cities and torching buildings and destroying pro public property, Justin Trudeau did not request that the Emergency Act take effect. He hasn't done this before, even in the midst of terrorist attacks in the capital that have taken place over the years. They have never implemented the Emergency Act, but now he has. It's the first time in the history of Canada that this has ever taken place, and by definition, he has suspended all civil rights for the people of Canada. He has forthrightly declared, and again, this is not hyperbole, he has said this, that the bank accounts of anyone who has supported the convoy, the truckers themselves, as well as anybody who's been giving them money, if you gave them five bucks, if you gave them 20 bucks, if you sent them a thousand bucks for gas, and that can be tracked back through your bank account, then your bank account will be suspended and your assets could be subject to seizure by the government in Canada right now. So in the name of democracy, he has just crushed democracy. 
while claiming that the truck drivers are fascists and Nazis. He has suspended civil liberties. He has told all of the citizens of Canada, you no longer have any civil rights. The government is in charge. We are in a state of emergency, and I, as your prime minister, am the final authority right now. Your money can be seized. Your freedom can be taken away, all because of the dangerous threat to our nation and to our culture by these truck drivers, who some say number nearly 100,000 right now. And by the way, by the way, there isn't one arrest. You have 100,000, excuse me, you have 100,000 people in a peaceful protest, essentially exercising civil disobedience, and there isn't one arrest recorded as of this particular episode of the rebellion, not one arrest for any violent behavior. Not one. Not one. In fact, one of the poster child arrests that you've seen out there is the police roughing up a 78-year-old man who drove by in his pickup and simply honked the horn in support of the convoy. And the police roughed him up and threw him up against his vehicle and arrested him. You have a pastor that is in solitary confinement, which means 23 hours a day of being alone, in solitary confinement, in a maximum security prison in Canada right now, a pastor who did nothing but orchestrate a church service for these truckers. This is in Canada. This isn't North Korea. This isn't Red China. This isn't the former Soviet Union. This isn't Venezuela. This isn't Cuba. This is Canada. Right across the border from the United States, a country that many consider indistinguishable from the United States. So the question for you is this. If it's happening there, is it going to stay there? And why is the Biden administration essentially complicit in this and supporting him rather than challenging him? Why would politicians who have plummeting polls, plummeting approval, in poll after poll, survey after survey, shows that these politicians are losing? Joe Biden's polls are now down to an average of 39%. That's not just the lowest one. The average now is 39%. And Kamala Harris is even worse. And do you know what Justin Trudeau's recent polls, approval rating, showed in Canada? 16%. So ask yourself this question. Why would these politicians double down on stupid? Wouldn't you think they'd do the Bill Clinton thing, that when you get confronted with the unpopular nature of your policies, that you would correct course and swing back to the middle so that you could retain your presidency, retain your position? Because you know that in the next election, people are going to vote you out in mass. Clinton did that. He was at least smart enough to swing back to the middle because he knew that what he was doing would result in him losing the next election. So why isn't Justin Trudeau doing that? And why isn't Joe Biden doing that? Why are the Democrats in the United States doubling down on stupid? You need to ask yourself, what are they 
saying to one another when Biden talks to Trudeau and Trudeau to Biden? What's going on? That's some of what I want to talk about today. But there's a wonderful story that just came out of Canada. So what I'm going to do is shift from this negative. And I do want you to ask yourselves this question. If it's happening in Canada, will it stay in Canada? Or will this move across the border? This Orwellian overreach to the point where an elected leader of a democratic society, frankly, Canada has been the peaceful democratic partner to the North. Canada is about the least threatening draconian country out there, at least we thought it was, and now they have martial law all over COVID and the civil disobedience of a bunch of Sikhs and Muslims and atheists and Anabaptists and Charismatics and Catholics, hardworking blacks and whites and Hispanics and Asians, hardworking people that drive truck and just want to pay their bills and live their lives. And they're now being called Nazis by Justin Trudeau while he seizes power and suspends the Constitution, implements an Emergency War Powers Act to control the country and even control their money. Let's take a break, and when I get back, I'm going to share a positive story. A positive story, a beautiful story that's coming out of Canada right now in the midst of this nightmare. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. So welcome back to The Rebellion. You know, I have a friend, his name is Jim Garlow. You all need to go out and uh, Google his name, Dr. Jim Garlow. He is uh, the president and founder of an organization called Well-Versed. He was formerly the head pastor of Skyline Church in San Diego, a very large church. Jim is a good friend. He's a He's an incredibly gifted communicator. He's written prolifically. He has a PhD in church history. One of the most brilliant men I know and one of the most trustworthy fellow soldiers in fighting the good fight for Christ and his kingdom, as well as the fight for individual liberty, human dignity, and human freedom. Uh, This guy can be trusted. Well, he just posted this on his Facebook. It's a little lengthy, but you need to hear this. So if you're getting down and, you know, the first nine or ten minutes of the show got you depressed, um, that's just reality. You can't dodge reality. You can't stick your head in the sand and be an ostrich with your butt stuck up in the air. And just because you can't see the danger doesn't mean it's not there. You're going to get shot. If you don't pay attention, get your head out of the sand and stop being an ostrich and actually be a lion and defend yourself. Otherwise, you're going to get eaten by the hyenas. Now, So I, I share that part of the trucker story with you, just to make sure you don't rest on your laurels. But here is what God is doing in the midst of this crisis, this nightmare that's being orchestrated by the foolishness of man across our northern border. Here's what Garlow says. Uh, He says, I can't put into words what just happened. I've been making calls to the guys on the front line of the Canadian truckers event, and a spiritual revival is taking place, in my understanding. One of those truckers that I called is Harold Jonker, J-O-N-K-E-R, Harold Jonker. 
and one of the he's one of the truck drivers and a co-owner of Jonker Trucking Company of Canada. He took my call, but he did not say a word while I talked to him because everybody around him was praising the Lord. This is Garlow telling the story right now. The truckers were standing before Parliament in great numbers, in mass, essentially, singing a hymn. And the hymn was, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. The great Lutheran hymn that you've heard many times over. Garlow goes on and he says this. I had to choke back tears as I listened. I so wish I had recorded it. But imagine with me a group of truckers singing these words, knowing that their political leader had just taken action that could freeze all of their bank funds, making it impossible for them to go buy anything, purchase anything, even get groceries. Here's what I heard these brave warriors singing. Verse after verse, stanza after stanza, the powerful song, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Here's the first stanza, if you can't remember it. A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Our helper he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. For still our ancient foe doth seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great, and armed with cruel hate. On earth is not his equal. Stanza two says this, Did we in our own strength confide? Our striving would be losing. Were not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing? Dost ask who that may be? Well, Christ Jesus, it is he. Lord Sabbath is his name, from age to age the same, and he must win the battle. And stanza three says this, And though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, we will not fear, for God hath willed his truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure, for lo, his doom is sure. One little, excuse me, one little word will fell him. And then stanza four, the final one. That word above all earthly powers, no thanks to them abideth. The spirit and the gifts are ours through him who with us sideth. Let goods and kindred go, this mortal life also. The body they may kill, God's truth abideth still. His kingdom is forever. Now that's the great hymn written by Martin Luther himself. I believe the date was 1528. Garlow may actually answer that for us further in his post here. So let's go back to Garlow. Remember, Garlow is brilliant. brilliant. He has a PhD in church history. He knows the story that he's about to tell us. So listen in with what Garlow says about the history of the church as well as the parallels between then and now and how these truckers are being used providentially within the sovereignty of God in a miraculous way right now. Back to Garlow. I cannot describe what it was like hearing these saints of God within harm's way, thanks to, to Trudeau, singing confidently, for still our ancient foe doth seek to work us well, or were not the right man on our side, followed by dost ask who that may be, Christ Jesus, it is he, we tremble not for him, the prince of darkness, followed by his rage we can endure, and the body 
they may kill, but God's truth abideth still. Garlow says, it was momentous. And then he goes on and he shares with us as a teacher of church history, he says, I'd like to share a bit of trivia or irony or even perhaps providence with you about George Yonker's name. You know, this truck driver that he's talking to on the phone. The guy that's actually leading, I guess, the singing of these hymns outside Canada's Parliament building. And these hundreds, if not thousands, of truck drivers that are singing A Mighty Fortress is Our God, along with George Yonker. So, what's the point? Well, again, Garlow, as a teacher of church history, tells us this. When Martin Luther was being hidden from the authorities, who were trying to kill him for his stand for truth, you know, the famous, here I stand, I can do no other, I will not recant, that speech that he gave when he knew the result of it could be the Pope actually issuing uh, a death decree. Uh, he could have been burned at the stake for saying that. And his friends knew it. So his friends literally kidnapped him without his consent and shuttled him away to a hidden, a hidden farmhouse or something up the road where the authorities wouldn't find him. And while he was being forcibly held there, <laughs> Uh, it was actually at the castle of Wartburg. Uh, he was in confinement. And um, he translated the Bible at that time from Erasmus Greek into the common language of the German people, low German language, which was the first time the people of Germany ever had the Bible um, so that they could understand it. Because prior to that, it wasn't really even in their own language. So what's the purpose of Garlow telling this story? Well, obviously, it's a very important uh, story in, in terms of human history. I mean, this was the start of the Protestant Reformation. This was the beginning of the Bible being available to the common man. And as a result, the Bible changed the world. But Garlow is telling us this story because he wants us to understand something. And he, he, he gets in on this issue of George Yonker's name. Uh, so, so while Luther was in confinement, being protected... Uh, for the sake of his life, um, he assumed a new name. It was Jonker George. Jonker George. Or George, if you pronounced it in English. Okay? Now, in some European countries, Garlow says, the last name is said as the at first. In other words, the order's reverse from the way we say it. So rather than Everett Piper, it would be Piper Everett. So if you reverse... Jonker Georges, you have George Yonker. Okay, that's the truck driver that we're talking about, the founder of this truck driving company in Canada. Okay, so essentially you have a Martin Luther is what Garlow is arguing. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that ironic? Isn't that providential that you actually have a man leading this freedom convoy, this March for human dignity, this march to be let loose from the thumb of the potentate, the grand and glorious Justin Trudeau. It's a man who's carrying the alias of Martin Luther, Junker George. Now, Garlow goes on and tells us something else. He says, if I may, I'd like to add another note regarding Martin Luther 
in connection with the song, A Mighty Fortress is Our God, that our truck driver friends were singing outside of Parliament when I was talking to, to George Yonker. When I phoned him, I, I heard this song, and I, I, I remembered that Martin Luther nailed the 95 Theses on the door of the University Church at Wittenberg, Germany, in October 31, 1517. And that lit the fire of the Protestant Reformation. The protest, the peaceful protest, civil disobedience, sound familiar? It was at the base of a large Gothic tower with a rounded dome and spires pointing upward to heaven on which Luther nailed those 95 theses. And at the top of that spire, in German, was written, and still is written to this day, these words in German, a mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Can you believe that? That's where Luther got the inspiration for the hymn that he wrote approximately 10 years later. A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. It's actually etched into the top, the dome, the spire of the Wittenberg Castle, the university church where Martin Luther posted his requests to honor truth, dignity, and freedom. And for the authorities of the day to stop it, to stop their oppression of the common man. So this is what Garlow says. When the Canadian truckers finished singing that great hymn, written in approximately 1528, they continued by singing another great hymn, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound That Saved a Wretch Like Me. Garlow says, I could hear them singing. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. And from that, they proceeded directly into the doxology. This is Garlow telling the story as he's listening on the phone, listening to the truckers in Canada. They go from a mighty fortress to amazing grace to singing the doxology. And I'll remind you what it says. It starts out, it begins with the words, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God, says Jim Carlo. Their emperors are. Justin Trudeau had just suspended the law of the land. Literally, he just did that yesterday. He suspended the law, the Constitution of Canada. He has taken over Canada by fiat. It's almost a coup, even though he was already prime minister. It's a coup against the Constitution, the people of Canada. He took away their constitutional rights. But yet these truckers, these truckers, with all of that happening in Canada and with all of its uncertainty that's been caused by Trudeau's fiats, they are at peace. They're even joyous. Garlow says this, in typical Canadian serenity, my truck driver friend calmly explained, We are going about our day. <laughs> That's all he said. We're going about our day. God's in charge. 
not Justin Trudeau, even though he thinks he is, not Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, the Democrats, the progressives in Canada, not George Soros, but George Yonker. He's in charge because he's trusting in God. Folks, you've heard of many of history's heroes, the heroes of history. You're now watching. You're watching in real time, live, whether it be on your flat screen or your TV, your iPhone. You're watching something that hopefully, in God's providence, you'll be alive to tell your grandchildren. You can, you can tell them. Someday you can tell your grandkids. I was watching when God raised up a group of Canadian truckers that saved the world. Saved the world. A group of truckers led by at least one man named George Yonker, who ironically enough was kind of the alias for Martin Luther when he stood against tyranny and said, no, I cannot recant. Here I stand, I can do no other. And he refused, even at the threat of losing his life. You're watching the same thing right now, you just don't know it. Now the interesting thing is in Canada is that many people can't watch this. I learned this just today. 99% of the media in Canada takes funds from the Canadian government. So they're in the pocket of Justin Trudeau. And therefore, the people of Canada aren't hearing this when they turn on the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation radio or television. They don't hear this stuff. They're hearing the lies, the deception, the manipulation. They're hearing the nonsense out of this little emperor of man. They're, they're, they're hearing that these guys are violent, these truckers are violent, they're, they're causing damage. They're, it's not true. It's not true. The data shows it. The arrests, the arrest warrants, or lack thereof, prove that these men are peaceful. I've heard recordings of them out there celebrating in the streets, singing, dancing, singing hymns, and praying. Singing a mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And then the doxology, the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. You know what? At the end of the day, Jesus has promised us the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. Whether this stays in Canada or whether it creeps across the borders into the United States, I don't know. I think we better be ready for it. But I would challenge all of you, be ready to join the truckers and stand, and stand with George Yonker and just poke a stick in the eye of George Soros. His cruel hate cannot win. The gates of hell cannot win. Lies and deception cannot win. Truth is the only rebellion left, but Jesus said, I am the way, I am the life, and I am the truth. That's our rebellion. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.